0: Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Christ, featuring coffee this time. I have water. Food club purified drinking water. I am drinking limited edition, I know that, um, coffee cake, McCaffey, Keurig. Cake McDonald's up. McCafe coffee. McCaffey. Brought to you by Amy Wood, because she got it for Dylan, but... As we know, Dylan's not a huge coffee drinker, but I'm, it's actually quite nice. It's a sweet. It's uh, sweeter. It's not like a super bitter coffee for black. So it's it's quite nice. You'll probably like it. Let's be honest. You you like that Scotch oatmeal one. I do. You like would that. probably like this. It's really not too too far fetched.
1: Maybe I'll become adventurous, but today is not that day. Not that day. Well, we tried. It. We tried. We tried. But, Welcome uh, back to episode forty
0: is it actually 40 oh, did Coffee.
1: I didn't wow
0: crying. that's a big
1: milestone it is we're 40 40 years old today
0: wow that's really cool how many though 40 and we did them we do them a week apart mm-hmm. wow 40 weeks and we have skipped a little here and there for vacation and sickness and some other like you know things like that but 40 weeks 40 whole weeks I'm trying to think of days but I can't really 280 days yeah fast that's pretty smart that was fast right there <laughs> pretty smart. Dylan, how's your week been?
1: Um, it's been good. I mean, not not much has happened. It's been kind of I concur. Been kind of a what's the word? mellow week. Quiet.
0: So, yeah. It's like a calm before the storm, though.
1: Made some major headway on Jesus conversations with somebody last night though, so I was quite excited about that. Well, good. Made some very good headway. Well, good. But yeah, I, th- I mean, my freezer's making noises. But other oh. than that, I mean, it's just been like a mellow, quiet week. I Not can. really anything to talk about, honestly. Yeah,
0: I can concur, because me and Dylan worked together. <laughs> Today, I had some time to work on school, and so that was nice. But uh, yeah, that's just been those one of those kind of weeks where, you know, we just... We used last week. We have like a whiteboard that we kind of keep track of our day's schedule. And last week it was like, you know, we had minutes mapped out almost because of like how busy we were. And like today, there was like one thing on the list. <laughs> I accomplished it. So <laughs> we accomplished it. We were like two things. There were two things on the list. Yeah, one thing we actually couldn't do though, because it was a hanging out. We oh, yeah, we actually couldn't do that. So, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, but yeah, it's just been one of those kind of weeks where like. We don't know what to, kind of really to do with ourselves because we're no. usually a lot more busy than this, but we have to cherish these times because, you know, if there's anything like last week, last week was pretty busy, so I'd like a little in-between-ish.
1: A little while ago in the shop, me and Taj chased each other around with the chairs. All right, it was pretty fun. Is that what
0: y'all were laughing about? Yeah. That's what I thought. It I was heard. really fun.
1: And then he pulled me around for a while. It was fun. Ah,
0: that's what I thought I heard. We
1: wanted to attach a rope to the forklift. And pull pull the chairs around like like your dad whenever you were tubing when you were a child. Yeah. he would do like figure eights trying to throw you off. Yeah. We like, want to do that with the chairs. That sounds really cool.
0: And dangerous. Yeah. But more cool. That's okay. We'll we we'll get helmets or something. Or we we have plenty of insulation. We'll just wrap it around our heads, a little padding. It'd be fun. It'd be really fun. I think we should do that one day. You know, on a warm day, we'll like figure eight in and out on the doors and be fine, we'll make yeah. like a little roller coaster. We'll start charging like a little roller coaster fee. Could do that, yeah. <laughs> we could. Uh, maybe not because Jay does listen. We don't do any of that. We're very productive in our day. Not really.
1: No, not really. Not this week. It's just been kinda of melancholy. Melancholy.
0: Is that fruit? No, it's a word. Yeah, Melancholy. For some reason, there's, I think I, I, I combined melon and kumquat. I was thinking melon and cauliflower. <laughs> I didn't.
1: Kumquat never entered my mind. Kumquat. I thought of like a melon but shaved like cauliflower. Ooh. And it t- tasted sweet. Mm. Mm.
0: Just things like that, you know. That's really cool. Even though it doesn't exist. But if we take that and put it in like animal terms, like a raccoon... Like, you know, God has a sense of humor when he made a record. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... You just look at that and you don't tell me that. They're cute. That's cute and funny. They're cute. <laughs> they use the little hands. I know. <laughs> I like baby monkeys.
1: I love baby monkeys. They're so <laughs> cute. I don't like big monkeys. They're kind of scary.
0: Yeah, But the, the ones that stay small, cute. I think they're adorable. Everything with babies are pretty
1: cute. Yeah, everything.
0: Yeah, real human babies. <gasps> baby snake not cute Still s- cute still a snake still needs to die snakes a snake
1: still a death spiders m- a, spider. a spider the baby spider kill it while it's young <laughs> yes <laughs> they get naked kill it while it's young um what else is not cute baby tigers cute baby yeah. lions cute
0: um baby fish just look weird I don't yeah. know if you can kill them but they just look weird
1: the proper term for that would be a guppy, right? Is it a small <laughs> fish a
0: baby fish? I think so. A guppy? Like a little
1: guppy? Or is that a, uh, like a type of fish? It could be a type of fish, too. I don't know. Seahorses, when they're small, it's adorable. So they're just miniature. Yeah, they're so dear. Almost like a small, small unicorn. Horse. What else is cute? Me, when I was a child. Huh. Seals. Huh. I'm just kidding. Seals are... Uh, Otters. Yeah. You you know see a baby seals? No. Well,
0: some seals are creepy. No, you gotta... Hold on. You're going tell me that's the cutest thing you've ever seen. That is cute. Yeah. But those, I think when they're older, they're creepy looking. They are. They definitely are. But those baby white seals that are, like, hopped around in the Arctic that you apparently were killing with the ozone layer and stuff like that. Do so you know, use hairspray? Yeah, because we use hairspray, I use hairspray and our, <laughs> our units. we using, what is it, R-22 that's terrible? Or yeah. is it R-404? For R-22. Yeah, R-22 is apparently terrible, and... It's one thing after another.
1: But. What about baby rabbits?
0: They're cute. True.
1: Baby ducks. I'm looking at baby animal pictures. I think it'd be easier. There's a baby bear. They're not cute at <laughs> all. They're deadly. They are scary death machines. you still have those dreams? Not in a while.
0: Well, maybe you've overcome your fear.
1: Nope. Still there. <laughs> baby panda? Kind of creepy. Oh, little baby sheep. little sheep. I think it'd be easier to do
0: um, baby ugly things. Oh, let's do that. Ugly baby animals. That's kind of mean. Or just scary baby animals, maybe. Surely there's a list for that. Ew, ew,
1: what is that? I'm what is like, that? I'm I'm gonna
0: stand it. Up. Oh, those that are like, like some a... monkey lemurs. No, I think it looks like a lemur. I think. No, no. I'm not even sure.
1: That was not cute at all. Yeah. Um. What about? Ooh, there's a hairless rabbit. Not cute,
0: yeah, definitely not cute. Um, yeah, no, but dogs, you know, the normal things. Cat baby cats are even kind of weird,
1: but I'll just go ahead and say, as a, a male, you know, I think some babies, I'm just gonna say it, are ugly when they're born. Most I said, babies, I said,
0: yeah, I said that earlier.
1: Like, oh. I mean, I lo- I'm, I'm gonna love my child, but when they first come out, and then my wife's like, oh my goodness. It's so pretty. It's so cute. No, it's not. No, it's not. It needs to... It needs to dry out. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Words. I think when i like, do
1: you want to hold it? Nope, I don't. I think you should put it in a towel first.
0: <laughs> yeah. You might change. I don't know. I, I agree with you right now, but, like, as soon as it's your child, you're probably going to be like, okay, yeah, you're kind of cute because I kind of made you, you know.
1: Well, that would be cute. I just think there's... At first,
0: though, yeah, know. definitely from right now. Me who have no children and not. Like
1: maybe when to cut the umbilical cord, I'm gonna be like, huh, <laughs> huh. I don't want to cut that. I don't want. I don't want to do that. I think I'm gonna struggle.
0: Yeah, I, I'll kind of. I think I'll probably stay outside. You can't. Or I'll stay in the corner. Just be like, that's
1: probably where <laughs> I'll reside. Maybe on the couch with the blanket over my face. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: just no. get like a like doc you tell me just win <laughs> no
1: I just I, the umbilical cord thing freaks me out I don't want to feel I don't want to cut that oh, okay. like mm-mm.
0: I don't know I don't think I'll know until I'll be there you
1: have to you have to pre-plan you probably have an adrenaline
0: though you're probably gonna have a lot of adrenaline you might be like Yeah, you have know to what? pre-plan I'm okay with like standing there holding their hand and like just and just be like I'm here for you but really be on the ground like passed out
1: who do you think will have children first me or you 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 think me? Yeah.
0: Why? You're 23.
1: Oh my. You're 20, You're 19. 11, 19. Sorry. <laughs> you're literally four years younger than me.
0: I know, but you will probably not 240. Well,
1: we'll see. Probably. We'll see how I, we'll I, see how I handle it. Okay. Probably not well. <laughs> okay. If you see me leave, don't come after me. Okay. Let me go. Let me. I'm just really... kidding. I'm just joking if my future wife is listening to this. I'm just kidding. Sort of. sort of. I won't leave. I may just not be as supportive as what you wish. Because that creeps me out. Just babies in general. I, I also don't like to hold babies until they get older. Yeah. Like so six fragile. months, to eight months. A lot of responsibility I don't want to hold them. Like my wife, like my baby's in a crowd and be like, hey, take care of that. She was like, Nee, it's your turn. No, no, no. He's too small. I don't want to hold him. That might not go for well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just like other people's babies, like, you wanna hold him? No, I don't. <laughs> I do not want to hold that baby. Cute. Uh, they are cute after about a month. True. Takes that long. Okay? So when their little hairs, little peach fuzz, that's cute. If they don't have hair yet. But like after about a month they're kinda of cute, then I'll entertain the idea. But before that Absolutely not.
0: That's that's definitely understandable.
1: I'm just kidding, just just joking, just joshing with y'all. Honestly. Anyway,
0: Matthew chapter 24. We ended uh, 23 last uh, episode, and in this one, uh, this is kind of gonna go on for the next two chapters at least. You know, Jesus is going to teach his disciples two important things, beginning with how this present age right now is going to end, leading to Jesus returning. And then, secondly, Jesus is going to teach us on uh, teach us and the disciples about the uh, communion and the meal and everything that goes along with that. Uh, but the first of these moments is called the Olivet Discourse, and it goes through the rest of this chapter twenty-four and into chapter twenty-five pretty early. Um, but uh, you know, just to kind of set the scene, Jesus has left the teachings or left public teaching, and now is going to be doing it privately with his disciples only, and uh, after each day, remember Jesus, after the day in the temple, he would leave and stay in the hills nearby in Bethany, and and so as Jesus was leaving, out through the east gate, he's going to the Mount Olives, that's why it's called the Ol- Olives Discourse, um, you know, this is where he's going to say all this these things. He has a perfect view of Herod's temple, and Herod's temple was one of the greatest structural feats ever built like it was majestic it was huge it wasn't even done in herod's lifetime Uh, it was so big and magnificent i mean um, it was done about 40 years after the death of jesus and just four years later the great revolt happened in AD 70 Um, you know and the disciples began to wonder about how all this could happen and so now we're going to read starting in verse one going through you know what you want me to read first or Yeah, you go for it. Okay. Jesus left the temple and was going away. When his disciples came to point out to him the buildings on the, of the temple, he answered them and said, You see all these things, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will be not they there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. Do you want me to keep going? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as he sat on the Mount Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when will all these things be all these are but the beginning of the birth pains. So we're going to stop right there. Um, there's two questions that Jesus is going to be answering in this ovulate discourse. And the first, they say it right there in verse uh, 3, how, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign of the coming um, of the end of the age? Uh, and his coming too. And Jesus addresses these out of order. Uh, he addresses the first false sign that some will be fooled by this false messiah or false uh, disciple of any kind that is going to come and claim that they are Jesus. Uh, you know, trust me, we're we're going to know when Jesus comes back. There's not any way we're going to miss it because we learn later that he's going to bring us with him and it's going to be a loud trumpet, everyone's going to know it, and it's not going to be anything to chance. And they'll just jump in whatever. Uh, you know, he then he says that the second sign is going to be uh, about wars or rumors of wars and that how we shouldn't be worried about these things that they're the sign of the end of the age because you know when you hear right now especially soviet union and russia still battling out it's very quiet now but every now and then you get bits and pieces of stuff like that or you hear about conflict always usually in the middle east you know these things happen merely because we live in a world of sin greed, other things, uh, pride, things people want, you know, but these, but Jesus is saying these happen and they're, but they're not the sign of him coming or the end of this age. You know, and and when we move into verse 7, Jesus begins to give all, give us those signs and we need to understand before we keep going this age, uh, you know, in quotation marks and biblical terms and it's simply just a long period of time. But is. In the book of Daniel which is a very apocalyptic book that tells a lot about the end of age uh, he says that this current age we're in is the age of the Gentiles it goes from 605 BC to Jesus coming back you know and he tells us that it will end only when the Lord returns and you can read more about this in Daniel chapter 2 if you, if you want and so now Jesus begins to tell us what signs will announce that the current age that the current age is coming to an end. This is verse 7 eight. He says, first, it's going to be birth pains. And you, know, like me and Dylan were just talking about the whole birthing process, just nonchalantly. You know, it's it's intense. Most of the time in in the biblical term, when prophets use the term birth pains, it just means in general a long period of suffering. So a sign is a period of some suffering, you know. But also, if you think about it in birth pains, so what we we're also talking about, they're temperamental. They happen for the
1: the woman's temperamental
0: or the birth The birth things are temperamental. Sorry, women. <laughs> they're gonna They're gonna start and you know what? I don't even know how long they last or how long you know sometimes. We don't even longer. know
1: what that's like. We don't even know no, what no. it feels like. So
0: I I'm gonna talk very, you know, general about it. You know, what if it just lasts a couple hours? But what we're saying here is that They're temperamental, and at the end of all these birth pains, what happens? A baby's born. A new form of life has entered the world. You know, usually though, again, speaking very plainly, because I've not been through birth, and I won't ever, but as pain increases, you notice the end is approaching. It gets harder towards when the baby's actually going to be born. So these are just some things that Jesus is saying that, all these things nations will rise against nations, kingdoms against kingdoms, famines and earthquakes and various places those are all going to get worse before it gets better because at the end Jesus is back and that's the best. and so keep going in verse uh, nine well hang on just a second Go ahead. You know,
1: it's um what I th- what I find interesting is you know Jesus the disciples have been following Jesus and he's been kind of hinting and, and teaching and, and talking about you know all these things that are going to happen and all that and this is really the first time that we see like he is telling them plain as day what's going to be happening and so you, you think about what the disciples are going to think in their mind and and as you you know the temple as holy as it is you know and i'll start from the beginning but he's telling you know jesus held the temple and i'll, I'll paraphrase it but he left, and and when his disciples uh, came out to the point with him, he points to these buildings and he says, "Hey, I just want to let you know, you know, basically there's not going to be anything left, mm-hmm. you know, not even a stone. It's all going to be gone. You know, these are these are built in in high esteem, you know, and that's what they, that they've been teaching out of. And and obviously he says, but I'm just gonna let you know they're going to be gone.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a shock.
1: And so they're kind of. They kind of get hit with that shock factor, but here's how they're different than us. In verse 3, and as he sat down on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will we see these things and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of age? And that's when in verse 4, he he gets to talking about, you know, all these things to look for. But, you know, one thing that we can learn from the disciples here is, you know, we teach about God's grace and God's love all, all the time. And to me, that's more important than the wrath of God. Absolutely. Because you have, to, you have to understand how much he loves you, how much he cares about you, how much he forgives you, all these things. And that's why we want to avoid the wrath of God, because he loves us that much and because we should have that kind of respect. But, but I see here a difference in who we are and who the disciples were now a lot of people think well don't compare me to the disciples I will compare you to the disciples all day long because they were human beings just Mm -hmm. like us not one of them perfect you know we see a lot of them make a whole lot of mistakes you know but they're not perfect just like us you know they are men who are following Jesus and doing their best to to, to do what he wants them to do that's plain and simple you know a lot of people don't compare me to the disciples yeah they're just like us Mm -hmm. but here's where they're different than us though because when we hear that, if we're if we're with Jesus and and we've been witnessing him sh- displaying his love physically to people, and we see all this, and we're like, man, this is incredible, this is amazing, how much God loves people, and then he then he starts talking about, okay, yes, I do love you, and all these things, but here's what's going to happen over the next couple of years or, or this next period of time, and instead of us when we're when we get told things that we don't want to hear we turn them around to things that we do want to hear Mm -hmm. you know and we see in verse three the disciples reaction isn't well what about this why don't we do it this way or 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 why do you have to do there was never a question it wasn't why 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 are we doing that why does it have to be that way why can't it be this way you know that's not how they react In verse three, we find, tell us, very plain, tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of age? So it's not why, it's, okay, well, can you give us some more details about this? Mm -hmm. Can you tell us how it's going to happen? That's where verse four carries to verse eight, telling about all these things of the end of age. But that's what I find so interesting, is how the disciples reacted to this you know I'm, I'm telling you the grace and mercy and love of Jesus is the most important thing that I want you to hear from the gospel that's my opinion mm-hmm. no, yeah, you know definitely. too many people don't focus on that you know I, I don't think of hell every day I think of the love and the mercy and the grace that God has of me but when we read things in the Bible that we don't necessarily want to hear because the disciples didn't want to hear this yeah. But when we as human beings read things in the Bible, it's not, you know, well, what can we know? Give us some more details. How can we? Because, you know, we don't read about, we don't put enough weight behind, I'll say, and I won't say we don't read about it, we don't put a, enough weight behind God's wrath. You know, hell is a very real place. The same thing that Jesus was telling these people is very real. You know, this is going to happen. And so is eternal destruction. Mm-hmm. But the, the, reason, the thing that we have a problem as modern day Christians across the board is when we find something that goes against what we want, we're like, hmm, why? Right. It's my, it's Witten's favorite word. <laughs> why? But why? Why can't I do that? But why? Why can't I do it this way? Well, if I do it this way, God's not going to be mad. That's, you know, the disciples should have said, well, what if we stand guard around the temple and make sure it doesn't get destroyed? You know, and that's what we said. Well, what, well if we do it this way, he's not going to be mad. You know, you didn't hear Judas saying, oh, my but God, but, which he has enough problems we're going to get into. But yeah. but well, what if we stand out here and, and protect it? What if we, it, was, it wasn't that? It was, okay, give us some more details about what we can do to, to know what's coming. And that's what the Bible is. You know, we can't read the Bible and say, but why? You know, well, we can say why, but you can't go to the point where you're saying, well, I'm going to change that because I don't like it. Yeah. I'm not going to do that because, and that's, I mean, again, I'm comparing us to the disciples because that's a very real, that's a very real comparison because they're just like we were, but they were so dedicated to Christ that they never questioned him. We shouldn't question Jesus. You know, and if we do question him, I have before, and that's okay. But don't let your question take you off course. Right. You know, to the point that you're doing doing actions against Jesus. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say why, but they they never went against what he said. Mm-hmm. You know, guys. Uh, I know we, we hold these buildings in high esteem. I know they're really important to us, but we they're just gonna be gone. Okay, and it was okay. To give us some more details about that. When something that in our life, you know. If we are a drunkard or or we're, you know, in an unhealthy divorce or whatever, we read things in the Bible and we're like, oh, man, I really like those things. So I'm going to do it the way I think. So God will be okay because his love, grace, and mercy covers that. You can't directly, on purpose, directly disobey the scriptures. Mm -hmm. You know, and the disciples never did that. It was, okay, give us some more details. And that's what we should be. You know, when we find something in our life that's in violation of the Scriptures, it's, okay, how can I fix this? Well, you know, what can I do differently? What, And we have to be willing to change. That's what the gospel is. You can be a Christian, but have you changed? Are you changing your life every day? Because mm-hmm. if you're not, you're not doing it right. Yeah. You know, the disciples were going against what they wanted to do sometimes because they're so on fire for Jesus. And that's what we need to take from the disciples. And I have a, a lesson series that I made about the faith of the, of the disciples and then at the end the last uh, question of the last sermon is um do you have disciple quality faith would you be a disciple yeah you know would you be picked to be a disciple because of your faith you know all these things and that's what we had to think about is every day you know am i would i be a disciple you know do you think i would be cut out to, to do that to to fully trust on God and nothing else because they left everything right yeah. to fully trust in in Jesus and they did that you know made some mistakes along the way we will too mm-hmm. but I like that um, kind of a little sidebar that you can learn because one of my uh, passages in one of those sermons comes from Matthew twenty four and it talks about how they don't question it they don't they don't worry about it. they just say okay well what's going to happen yeah tell us in detail so we know yeah. And that's what we should want. You know, as Christians, we should want to know all the, all the information and say, okay, what am I going to do with it? Not how am I going to change it or how am I going to, but what am I going to do with it? And so that, that's a big deal. Well, we can keep going to verse nine. It says, then they will deliver you up to the tribulation and put you to death and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And will arise and lead, I just read that twice, and become lawless, Um, become lawlessness, will be increased, and the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all
0: nations, and then the end will come. Now, getting back to the to verse 9, you know, we just talked about birth pains, and now following that he talks about persecutions and specifically right now to the people he's talking to, you know, during the first century, before the temple destruction, you know, believers were persecuted heavily they were martyred, hated by pretty much everyone, I will not say everyone, but a good amount of people because of their association with Jesus and now, you know, there's some difference you know, we, there, you don't hear, at least this our day and age, if not, it's very kept under, you know, underneath, under the covers, that we don't really have martyrs anymore. We do, not in America, but we don't really have the same magnitude, I guess, but it's in a different form. You know, we, we get, you know, persecuted, I'd say, just like socially, um, you know, just between our friends they had the, some of the same longs on the same lines, but they also had the risk of death. And thankfully, in America, we do not have the risk of death. But it is, you know, can't say the same for other countries around the world. And you know, you know, right now, you know, there's a, you know, there's a difference because when we talk about birth pains, remember it's going to get worse before it gets better into a new life. You know, we. Uh, we're going to see how these persecutions are going to get worse and worse and worse. And then, when it gets even worse, is verse ten. And then many will fall away and, and betray one another and hate one another. You that's that's probably the worst part because not only are the persecutions going to get going to get worse. Now we're going to start betraying each other. You know, we're you know, and because of these persecutions. Christians, who maybe are not as strong or maybe struggle with other things, they're going to stumble. They're going to fall away. And it says right there that they're going to stray, in verse 11, that they're going to be strayed away. You know, and then they're doing it all to save their own skin because they're betraying each other. And then the worst part, again, I just said the worst part, but I think this is actually the worst part, is verse 12. And because of lawlessness uh, will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. You know, and what... Sadder or saddening verse to read. You know, already it's hard to see. A lot of times, the love in you know, there's a lot of cases that where love is very prevalent, but in some cases, it's kind of hard to find. You know, Jesus says that people's love for one another is going to grow cold. You know, and it's hard to see how sometimes in this world, already we can be pretty heartless. You know, and just imagine when it's going to grow cold, when it's going to get worse. And then we have some hope. Well, we already have hope, but we have more hope. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Very comforting. Because, you know, we... Very common theme in Matthew and that we know already that following Jesus <clears throat> is not easy. It's going to, you know, take... Inviting risk and tension and, and sacrifice into your life, and not everyone's going to like what you're doing, and it's not easy. But thirteen says, "But the one who endures in the end will be saved."
1: Well, one thing that you have to take is, you know, the disciples have already, and I, and I focus on them and, and their qualities a lot. The disciples have already went through a heavy amount of a mm-hmm. lot of this. You know, because they're the ones following Jesus. They're the ones who are getting thrown into prison that we'll read and 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 go through the trials and go through the tribulations. And, and I'm sure, and, th- and think about this too, they left everything. You know, they had families, they had things too, and they left and said, I'm going to go follow this Jesus guy. You know, I'm sure there were some relationships that were tarnished there because, again, they don't know who this person is. They're like, you're going to give up everything to go follow Christ? Mm-hmm. Who? You know, so they've experienced a certain amount of this, but but I but again, there's not much to say about it. But, but verse 13, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And if you don't take anything else from Matthew 24, I want you to think about that. That that should be all that we needed to hear. That should be it. You know, if if you're in a in a hostage situation or something, and I'm just making this real world for us, but. If you're in a hostage situation and the secret spy comes and knocks on the window and gives you a binder and says, hey, this is all the instructions you need to know to get out of this. Read it. Follow it. You got this. And if you read it, all of it, you'll, it'll make sense and you'll be saved. You'll be good. You're not going to die. Who wouldn't read that? I would read it. I do not even know who this guy is. Just <laughs> it just scared up the wall. But I'm going to read it.
0: Right.
1: Because he just even if it doesn't work, I'm going to read it. Because mm-hmm. it gives me a chance. See, We don't view things like that when it comes to our eternal salvation. And the same thing's happening here. The world's gonna get bad. It's gonna, there's nothing we can do. It's already bad enough, you know, but it's gonna get worse. But he's saying the secret spy is tapping on the window and saying, hey, here's here's what you need, here's everything that all the information you need. And then if you do that, if you endure this all the way to the end, then you're gonna be saved, you'll be fine. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, Yeah. There is some pretty bad things gonna happen, but I'm better than all those things. I I outlast all those things. I outlast the trials, I outlast the cold hearts, I outlast all of that. And if you'll follow me, I'll take care of you. But we don't view it like that. And it's sad, I wish we did. You know, I wish more people took that seriously, because a lot of people just go through life with no hope and that's that's fine with them. Yeah, they're okay with it. Because they don't they don't worry about that. But Jesus is saying, Here's all the instructions. All you got to do is, is follow it. You'll be fine. You're going to go through some stuff. You're not going to be perfect. That's okay. You, you'll be saved, though. You'll be with me. And that's what we should take from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we should take from all of it. And then verse 14 and the gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. What's that talking about? Verse 14. It's talking about Jesus and, and his living testimony of who you should be, how you should act, all these things, and that that testimony is going to come through the entire world when he comes back on Judgment Day. Yeah, the entire everyone everyone's going to understand. Everyone's going to see that as a testimony, and then the end will come.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what verse fourteen is talking about. But the main thing that you we take from that is verse verse thirteen I struggled with then. but. If you'll endure it, Jesus has got your back. Right. You'll be saved. So my question is, are you taking that seriously? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't. You know, but that's kind of all we have today. Go through verse 14. 14, that's all we need. So have a great week. Jesus loves you. So shorter episodes, that means you can listen to it on your commute to work. Huh. So have a great week. See you later. See y'all.